Okay, the last, you good? Last uh, postscript on the Yonason saga, which shot on the Kibbel of Aim and the Kavan Malchus. So, you had asked last night, I believe, why is it that the girl fell on him? So, oh, if you look at the paragraph before, if he wasn't wrong, and the reason why it didn't work is because maybe Shaul did something wrong by making the Chaim, or because of what he said, they couldn't finish off the battle. So he, Dasefim quotes from the Abarbanel that in Achanami it didn't work, which is a fascinating territory. No, if it didn't work, so why did it fall on him? The answer is, if it would have fallen on the other Yidin, it would have been a big problem because no one would have been paid to them. No one would have stuck up. The only person they could stand up for is Yanison, with good reason. So Siat Shmai to protect the other people, it fell on Yanison and Shoal. And now the remaining question is the waterfall in Yenison instead of Shoal. So my conjecture is not the Abarbanel, is that maybe that the discomfort he had in that was to test his keep it up aim number one. And also he did say something, and even though he meant well, maybe it could have been said differently, and maybe he should have asked the troops if there were any new laws. The tainas that Shoal had were certainly good Havaminas, and maybe some of them were on his Madrego Shtikotaina, and therefore he had the very, very uh, serious uh, discomfort and pressure of going through that massive until they were paid to him. But the Abarbanel says the girl didn't work because uh, it wasn't supposed to work. The same reason the Umbatum didn't answer him. So I thought that was an interesting, interesting angle. Okay, we had one page left from the copy in front of you from the Sefer Mayor Sharm, and then I want to show you another item from the Mayor Sharm. Just clipping part of it, uh, I'm not going to have time over the next few months to see all 900 pages. We're going to try to highlight some of it. It's on page three of the copy you have in front of you. There are copies in the back. Take a look at page three in the bracket. He's going on this whole parak where he pointed out certain tzaddikim in Tanakh who excelled in their Kibbutz of Aim, they all excelled, but the uh, more explicit Raya. So we covered Yenison, the two examples, but we didn't see inside, but he covered Shlomo Melech, the famous Gemara and Sanhedrin, Shlomo Melech slept through the first day of the inauguration of the Beis HaMikdash. He had just married Bas Paro the night before. We don't know exactly why it was done that way, but Shlomo Melech, Baruch Hashem, had no problem waking up in the morning. And he had to key under his pillow to wake up Mustama for Nates, or Alaysa Shachar, for the, the opening of the Beis Amitish. The Beis Amitish really starts at Alaysa. They start to kind of get up and have to stop preparing for the carbon and Shumas Adeshin. Unfortunately, as we know from the Gemara, Bas Paro came with pretty nefarious plans. And she dressed up the whole ceiling of their chamber with stars and moon and looks something like the Hayden Planetarium. And um, every time he had Havmina waking up, it looked like it was more than night. And being from a triumph, she probably had some other spells she probably tried to cast. And he didn't wake up and uh, go wake up the king. We have uh, quoted actually, uh, I saw that we're not picking on you, but your examples from Stalin are always... Uh, always jarring. I think they had some famous... You couldn't go in if he overslept. I think the rule was if anybody walked in unannounced, he would shoot to kill. So you couldn't... Which makes sense, right? They didn't take any chance of security. 
What? <laughs> no, if you come in late, we let you come in even with a minute to go, as long as you, uh, if the five minutes stay there and kill them. So, rightfully so, somebody walks in and out, so he could be here for uh, legitimate reasons. So nobody wanted to go in and wake up Shlomo Melech, especially in the morning after and uh, making Shavar Brochus. If you figure out all the women that Shlomo Melech married, all the Shem Shamayim, there almost wasn't enough time to schedule to make Shavar Brochus, all the uh, chasnas. So he overslept and they're all waiting for Hanukkah Sabayas and nobody wants to wake him up. So the only person in Klai Israel who would dare go in, and Lahav Del Fadal, so not comparing, Stalin was paranoid. So he would shoot to somebody to walk in. Shalom wouldn't shoot anybody, just they were scared to walk in and wake up the king. So who's the only person to wake up the king? You saw the Gemar? Who? Anybody? Remember what? His mother. His mother. Now, mothers are always a Jewish mother, is always a Jewish mother. She was a Heligat Sadekis, and uh, her name is Basheva, if you remember. And um, she heard about what's going on, and she said, I'll go wake him up. Not only did she wake him up, but the Gemara says she gave him Petch, and she gave him Musser, and he said, if you don't, uh, if you don't practice the uh, great madragas and mitzvahs and uh, you don't excel in your kingship like David, your father, they're going to think there's something wrong with me because everybody knows your father was a tzaddik. <laughs> it's one of the many arguments. It's an interesting argument, but for a different schmooze. <laughs> she wasn't into her own covenant. But she gave him serious musr. And he wasn't 40 years old, but he wasn't 5 years old either. And he was king. Speaking of covenant malchus. So he brings out that Shlomo Melch had a tremendous amount to keep it in, and he didn't talk back or do anything to his mother, even though he was a grown man and he was king. So that's, uh, and he gave her the most covered that anybody can give, and the Pasuk says he was to set up a chair for her next to his throne. Things he didn't have to do, but he did, because that was his mother, and he appreciated it, and uh, he understood the, uh, the level of his chayvis. So that's the uh, reference he's going to make. Let's go to the third paragraph. I have a bracket around here. He has a very interesting kasha. He says the famous example in the Gemara and Kedushin of the classic shining example of Kibbut Aveim is Dama Benesina, which we didn't yet learn being. We'll need a lot of Hezber because they can't find any example from Klaiso. Zalakum. Okay. We discussed already that the Machlekes Achreinim, where the Goyim have a mitzvah, keep it away, and it's just a nice thing, it was just done, it was the right thing to do. Whether it's a mitzvah not officially for them, it's not the Zion mitzvahs, but they have more than seven. But the only example you could find in all the history is done in So the answer he's going to answer over here to his kasha sort of addresses that, and we'll get to that soon. But he wants to know where other examples in Tanakh are clear and obvious. We have Yenison, we have Shlomo Melech, uh, we have Miriam, 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 he brings an example that uh, Amram gave her Musr. She gave a Nevuah. There's going to be a girl born to Klai Yisrael. And Moshe Ben is born. The whole house lit up. It was Gavaldik. And he complimented her and her foresight when he's, she's the one who triggered that Amram should remarry Yochevet after he made the Gzeira. He divorced her Barab and said they should divorce their wives so there shouldn't be any children to throw into the Nile. And he was trying to force the Kosh Baruch Hu's hand to bring the gulab, because it has to be a Klai Yisrael. That was his cheshman behind it, and she basically said, Kav Shed Ruach Man Alam we can't meddle, which is coming up with the Navi Shir with Chizkiyahu HaMelech. 
and he agreed with her. Amram was a godlo darn anivas also, and he's he was maskim, so he married Yechavit again, and she gave an avua. They're going to have a son who's going to be the be the Gal Yisrael, and then after three months, the Egyptian SS came in, and they found them. Well, they didn't find them. They were almost going to find them, and right before they came in, they uh, let them afloat. So, but they were nervous enough that they were coming any minute now. So, at the time that they had to let them go, float down the Nile, which was normally a death sentence. So Amram turned to Miriam and Atainas uh, that and what happened to your Nevu and Ruach HaKadosh and what happened to your plan and everything seems to be going wrong. So what'd she say? So he brings down before that she said absolutely nothing. That's a godless. Again, we have to appreciate that because even though all our children never say anything when we give them Musa, but there are people who have a Yetzirah to push back. So she said nothing. <coughs> Not did she say nothing. She just did her job. And she's the one to make sure that Vu of who followed Rashabeno down the Nile and went to see what would happen. And she was right after all. But it didn't look like that. So not to speak back, not to push back, even though you have what to answer, is a godless, especially or only when it's not Nagaya, which is 99% of the time. It wasn't Nagaya. Either she's right or she's wrong. If she's right, she'll try to help out, make it happen, which she did. And she waited for Moshe Rabbeinu and such uh, a We waited for her after she got Saras. Kavaldik. She did everything possible to make sure it happens. But she didn't answer back. People answer back. I'm more worried about the covered. You have to answer back. If you're right, do the job. If you're not right, then certainly don't answer back. That's the example he brought. So he wonders why is the Gemara only bringing it from Dhamma Benesini? You want to include Dhamma Benesini? Even, even a guy? Okay. So first say Yenis and Islam on Miriam. That's his question. Hachuva Bezehu, second line. Debiyenis and Vishlama Miriam, Nehi, Shemetsino, Sam Shakidu, Savasayan, Laroif. They're great examples, all three, Yanis and Shlom and Miriam. Fascinating answer. He says, yeah, they suffered for it. They had Bizenis, and they got hit. They almost got hit. They almost got killed. But money, they didn't lose. Interesting. Just Bizenis, a little hitting here and there, a little danger, but uh, money? Doesn't mean they wouldn't have been willing to lose money. It just, Lamaisa, we don't have an example that they lost money. What stands out with the case of Dama Menesina, Hilka, Dama Menesina, Difa, Shiyashem Chesarin, Kis, Bikrias, Malbusha, Yakar. One story is his mother came, ripped his clothing, spit at him in front of the notables of Rome. It's expensive material. And of course, the more famous story of Binyana, Vanam Tevus. They gave up the precious jewels the Chum wanted to buy for a very, very nice, handsome profit, and he gave it up. So Shaila and the Mepharshim, was that his money or his father's money? But either way, it was his father's money, part of the family business, or it was his money. It doesn't make a difference. So they lost a lot of potential profit. And that's why it's a very powerful raya, because money speaks to people. So you see from here that you've got to even lose money. I'm just going to mention what he's alluding to. We didn't get to this yet, but he has a very interesting stickle on this later on. Uh, it promises a special reward by Kibbutz Avayim of Ruchas Yamin. We all know the Gemara Gedushin, the kid who went up and did Kibbutz Avayim, Ashilul Hakain, the only two mitzvahs of promise of Ruchas Yamin, and Loyalene fell off the ladder, he didn't survive. So the Gemara answers that 
Arichazyama means Alam Habali, Yam Shakula Arach. The question is, does it also mean Alam Azar or not? He wants to Nesharm, wants to Taina, and he has many rayas that only means Alam Haba. He's giving Arichazyam Belam Azar. You could do things with the Arichazyam and do more mitzvahs, but that's not Tzchar. You want Alam Haba, you want more Alam Haba. And he, one of his interesting rayas, he says, uh, all the famous Gemaras, when they asked the different Tanaim, Bama Arach to Yamin. I don't know, what's chus? And this one said, I didn't, uh, I ate shalshudas, and I didn't talk to the Zimmer, and I always went to sleep with Michael, everybody, I said, I'm Nobody says, I did keep it a name. I did shaluach Nobody says that. Why not? So he is that it means yam shakula aruch only. It's fascinating. Uh, Mr. Ramban seems to say it means both, but... Why, why wouldn't the Gemara also mean how'd you, how'd you get... What were you they wanted to know? They were talking to a holy Tana who was 109 years old. They wanted to know, tell my Rebbe, what's your secret? So, all the Gemaras, nobody says, also some interesting answers, which need Hezber, but uh, things that look like quote unquote small things that apparently are not so small. Well, certainly being Michael before you go to sleep is not so easy. Uh, but other things as well, uh, they were no, Machabit people, and they always had different uh, Eitzes, nobody said. I focused on Kibbut Aveim. I focused on Shiluch Hakain. Nobody said that. You know, that's what it says in the Pasuk. So he says, Although nobody said that. So he, he ties the answer is, is that not what it means? There, there's a Ramban which says that it means both. So he quotes the Ramban and he says, Yeah, but the main thing is, It's a tool to do more mitzvahs. That's not schar. It that can't be, uh, it's so fleeting. It's so, what do you get for Olamazeh? It's nothing but uh, hard work. So, they were, we'll get to that sooner or later, but uh, he, Taina is that it spells out the schar over here. This schar wasn't a Rikhaz Yamim, interestingly enough. Dama Benesina, I don't know how old he was when he died. It doesn't even spell that out. It just says he got paid back right away with a Parduma, which was double the money or triple the money. Which, by the way, isn't always the best schar. You don't want to get paid back by Olam Azad. It could be this guy had other issues, maybe he's another bit of Azar. And Hashem wanted him to pay back right now because you want him to get paid back now, not by Olam Haba. We don't know. It could be God Olam Haba. Goyim have Olam Haba, not the same section, but that's fine. But it's not always a good sign if you get paid back right away. Um, I think I once told the mice over here, one of the famous Ahrenim uh, had a Mysterious Nefesh Pidgin Shfuyim, and he got the money returned right away, and he was all upset. What, what did I do wrong? That I can't even do a mitzvah and have some schar belam abash and pay me back right away. So uh, there is such a concept. Hokach, one second. Hokach, the Dom Benesina Adifa, Shamatsina Shagashbach Hashilam Scharak, Darmina, Lashana Cheres, Nodla Paraduma Bedroy, Umine Yalfina, so we can make a Kavachimer, Ma Mishaina Matsuva Kain. Notice how he says a guy is not Matsuva officially. Well, he's on that side. Can you imagine how much schar we're going to get? And that's why the Gemara chose this example because money speaks to everyone. And so the guy made a gazillion dollars right away. Can you imagine what Olam Haba's waiting? So that's why I picked that example. But he said, Hanami, Shlomo, and Yanisa, and Miriam, uh, they were much greater in every area. And even over here, first terrace is that money might be harder for some people. Some people... Uh, would prefer not to have the business, they prefer to lose the money, and some other people the other way around. But uh, that's the chile between the first and the second terrorists. Yes? Yeah, Calls him an akum. His father died. Yeah. He worshipped, he bowed down to the stone that his father used to sit on. 
This Dom Menasim. Yeah, but he was an Akam. Stam Akam, by the way, in the time of Chazal, they didn't have Americans that just were, you know, Zion Mitzvahs or just nice guys, but they weren't doing official Avodazar. The Avodazar was still, uh, still rampant, and um, yeah, the Stam Akum, Akum stands for Avodazar, so that's not, so that's a fairish right, but I, I would have assumed that way anyway, which is probably why he got paid back right away, which is not great for him, but he gets hired by Mazev. He did something nice. They don't go to Bacham and pay us Chayyab so, just a fascinating idea. Only Meish Arm. He has so much. He analyzes every single prat from so many different angles. Uh, he wants to know. The Gemara has so many shining examples as I just brought down. Why did the Gemara quote them? So that's why he's giving these two Terutzim. The next piece, which will begin, if you can give this out quickly. I have a couple of volunteers. Is... The other example in the Gemara, a few examples of Tanaim and Amaraim who excelled in Kibbutz Aim. And he has a few fascinating diukim. Probably has two pages. It's one page with two sides, unless you got two pages. Oh, maybe you got two pages, the machine wasn't working well. It might be two pages, one and two. It's not double sided. I think that feature wasn't uh, pressed. Now, they give you the complicated job, now you got to count the two. Which for a CPA would be uh, might be doable, might be doable. Uh, let me get my calculator. <laughs> get free advertising here, Avi. It's not the first time. It's that's right. <laughs> Last name is Gelbon, but we don't want to. You know, we're going to start charging for this. Uh, you have in the corner over there. It's amazing. In many camps, they learn to keep it up aim sugya. It's a great sugya for the first trip, the second trip. It's only a couple of lot. As we'll see, it takes about a year. You try, you start learning it in camp, and you get some of the highlights. Some of these stories should sound familiar, but uh, like any Gemara and any sugya, there's a lot to say. Kishen Shemetzinu Savimi. Top line, Shalamadhe. This is all on the. Um, Link, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't gotten an update of the link, please let us know. We'll send it out again. Uh, it should be there. So I, think, I think he moved over some of the more recent ones. So uh, this is on the link. You can see the Marmar Kemets inside. What's the Chiddush? The Tarfin, Avimi. Well, that's not a reason why I shouldn't do it. It's a reason why we'd expect it. The second part. Not ready. He's, he's a Rosh Hashiva, he's uh, a Galdabi Yisrael, and he's very busy, and you might think that, well, he's going to start serving coffee, tea. It's not a Pachis covered to practice Kibbutz Aveim. I know we mentioned before, which I didn't get back to yet, about the case that the, uh, the Rosh brings down with the Maharam and his father. It's very unclear, and it's not only my kasha, the Achronim discuss it, why he was in such a dilemma, he couldn't see his father anymore, because he didn't want to be Mishamish's father. He wanted to, but he couldn't. To his status, and his father wanted to be Mashamish him as the God of He didn't want to take it. Uh, the explanation given is they didn't have Gedolim pictures, and he was afraid that people would just see him serving tea to a guy in the base manager, and they wouldn't know it's his father, and he can't keep advertising, oh, it's my father. That was the dilemma. Um, that's a partial explanation. Over here, Chiddush number one is, even though he was from the Gedele Adar, he still waited hand on foot on his parents, and... Vahaya Usher Gadol. He was also an Usher Muflug. He was a very wealthy man. 
do? What does that do with anything? The answer is, you can hire help nowadays. And we do, and sometimes it's necessary. People have to go to work, elderly parents, parents need help, so you get an aid. If we lived in a perfect world and everybody had a lot of time, they would service themselves. And even if you did hire an aid, the opportunities you have to service yourself is a tremendous schuss. We have a klal mitzvah, ba yes, and mishulchoyah. Whenever you could do it yourself, it's a schuss. And the chiddushes of Tyfrin can afford 100 aids. Ha-yashar gadol kama the many rayas of Tyfrin was an asher muflig, one of the famous ones, which he brings. Kiva came to Rab Tyfrin with a great real estate deal, and he gave him 4,000 shekel, golden shekel. A lot of money must have been quite a large building. And a couple of years later, he bumped into Rabbi Kiva and said, how's it doing? He said, it's doing very well. And then he started showing up sukkim when you uh, invest in the poor. And you, he had taken it. Uh, Rabbi Kiva was the guy by Stokka. See, this is a great, uh, great model. Um, I think they might get slightly annoyed at you, so I wouldn't try it yet without rabbinic approval. Uh, okay, anyway, no matter which way you do it. Okay. <laughs> Trying to give some PR to the Gabam also. It's good for business. So... Um, it's amazing. He, he loved Rabbi Kiva and he loved him afterwards also. That was a godless Rabbi Tafin. Can you imagine? He told him, your investment is in Olam Haba and it's safe and safe. <coughs> he was trying to give him some etza or slight musr that according to Yermah Dreg, he gave a lot of stock up. Rabbi Kiva felt, do the needs, you can give even more. So he got him to give without telling him, which is unusual. And again, don't try it without a specific psak. Uh, because people could uh, misunderstand it. But he was an Asher Muflik. Just, just this investment was Dalit Aluf and Zahuvim. Rambam Zal Kasab, it should be Parag Dalit, Mesach Zavis, Allah, on Rab Tarvin Zal Hashanah, where Yasher Gadol, Yachel, Faisa, Bamaman, Filachi. So we have many rise, he was a big Asher. Filachi, and Kolchach Masav Asher. His Chashivas and his wealth. Matsina says, She Mashari says, Imoy Ba'atzmai. He treated his mother with the incredible covered that you would think no one would do for anyone because we would look at it as maybe it's a zuzel. But he didn't look at it that way, correctly so. But yeah. If you remember, which he's going to go through some of it now, he actually would um, crouch down the floor to carry her when she didn't have shoes. You would think... As a status of Tyrone, he wasn't even allowed to do that. And he didn't do that in the Beis Medrash. He's going to speak about it in the Beis Medrash soon, but he was mazazel in his own covered, certainly, even if it's in the privacy of their own house. Most people would think, I have money, I have chashivas, I don't got to do this. If we have to do it, I'll get somebody. That's why we have, most people would think, softer immigration laws. And we have many people who should be here, shouldn't be here, are dreamers, aren't dreamers. Um, get somebody else to do it. But that's what we think. Typhon didn't think like that. And the fact that you can pay somebody $10 an hour to do it is um, not an excuse if you have the time and the ability to do it. Again, most people practically can't stay home all day and do it. Typhon didn't necessarily stay home all day and do it. The Gemara is going to quote some examples where you would think it's a pachitzas covered, as he quotes in the next paragraph. Gedisa bikadushin. Every time she wanted to get into bed, he would bend over and she would step on his back. She came to compliment him in the base medrash. Because, again, this is done privately. Nobody knew exactly what was going on. 
So it's interesting. Uh, she said it over, but the, he's reporting now actually, he's not a kasha on it, that he said it over. Tyfon said it over himself. And they told him, ah, that's only uh, half of what you're required to do. Do you ever have a situation she took your wallet and threw it overboard? Or she came and ripped your clothing and spit on you? And if you didn't pass that in the sign, it doesn't mean you're finished yet. Why he couldn't install a ladder? The pellet. One time, second time, the ladder was broken. Okay. Why didn't he install a ladder? The answer is, why should he install a ladder? He didn't want to give up the schuss. He wanted to show his hachna to his mother, which is out of the stratosphere in terms of madregas. And he went and mentioned it in the Bez Medrash, which we'll discuss tomorrow night. Why would he talk about himself? There's no doubt he was an Anov. If he wasn't an Anov, he wasn't a Tzaddik. If he wasn't a Tzaddik, he couldn't be the God of Lador. Ech machaber zima v'aitzolah is kol ha-kavod hazeh. B'nei Beis Medrash, Hishivu, they answered, Adain lo yigata l'chatzi kavod, klum zarka arneki. You didn't pass this test yet. You're not there yet. Pirish, kiss mole mos, tefisha adsham, who keep it of aim. And you didn't have that in his sign, they didn't wish it on him. But... He doesn't know if he's at that pinnacle of the Madrega. Shalos Rabbelezer, Echen Kibbut of Aim, Amalem Kadejitul Anaki Vizikal Yam, Fun of Enamachlima, Kemoshi Everlakaman. And the Gemara says the din is that if you're standing aboard a ship on a cruise that you pay a lot of money for, on a separate cruise, we'll call this Rome, Glock Kasher, Dafyomi, and Kibbut of Aim Shirim. Not a Hesher Stample to go on a cruise, uh, most of them. And you're standing um, looking at nature, Rakosh Baruch Hu's uh, Bria. And your parent comes over to you, takes the wallet with all the credit cards, all the checks, all the cash, takes it and throws it overboard. So what would you do? So we'll discuss on the separate cover, can you take them to an interior? Maybe yeah, maybe not. You can, if you really need the money back. But you certainly can't start screaming and yelling and getting all excited. What'd you do that? Are you crazy? And this Gemara says that until you get to that Position where you don't respond in kind, you don't know if you're there yet. And they said, Typhon, it's unbelievable. You bend down, she steps on you, Gavaldic. Do you think you could pass this design? So the question is, why did he say it? What was their answer? Why did he bring it up? Mr. Shem, we'll see tomorrow.